begins now. And it begins with an exciting announcement. Now, you know that I used to cover the Bucks After Packers season would end, and Ray Allen would tease me, Oh, Packers must be done. Wildy's here. Yeah, it's true. That's when I would pick it up, which was good. That's some playoff runs, some really exciting games to cover, that 2001 team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm still on the distribution list for the PR department. So I'm always getting emails. Well, today, in my inbox, Eric Kolbeck shows up with this announcement. Milwaukee Bucks and Good Karma Brands launch first five podcasts of Bucks Plus Audio. So the Bucks BPA. BPA. Uh, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first-of-its-kind audio platform. And I say, hey, I know those Good Karma Brands, folks. I work there. Ha! That's <laughs> crazy. What a coinkydink, huh? Uh, and so let me just tell you a little bit about what we've got going on, and then we're going to bring in our friend Jen Latta to talk about what I think she is the best in the business at. Do you think she she looks at, if if she's comparing, and I know this these are big shoes, Barbara or Oprah? Because you watch her game day stuff, and it'll get you teared up. Yeah. Like, her stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Her jump around one is the best. She got the Emmy, and I'm hoping Eric Weissen and my old boy got uh, an Emmy along. I don't know if he's he got one. surprisingly absent from that piece. Uh, do you think she would compare herself more to Oprah or Barbara? I don't know. You can ask her after I get done telling you about all the cool stuff that we have on Bucks Plus. Would that be all right? Who's career? I think Oprah. I think I'm picking Oprah. All right, you're just ignoring me. So here are all the cool things we've got going on on Bucks Plus. We've got Behind the Bucks presented by Gallagher. And Jen's going to tell us a little bit about the first two episodes that are available now. Part three is going to come out tomorrow. Part four is going to come out on Thursday. But uh, she'll tell you more about the conversations that she had. And then we'll talk about that. Phanalysis, which I think is a very clever title for the Thanasis Antetokounmpo podcast, where he has a weekly guest to talk about goals and motivation and achievements um the first episode with dame time as you like to do dame times dollar dame yep came out last thursday uh the here district which is going to be a weekly show hosted by marcus johnson one of my all-time favorite bucks and his son chris that's launching soon Bucks and six. If you miss a single Bucks game, you can find six-minute recaps in your podcast feed shortly after the game ends. Greg Matzik brings you the highlights, post-game insights, and more. Although we've got a special all-star edition of Bucks and Six hosted by Gabe Neitzel, which is now available, and courtside with Gail Clapper, which brings you unparalleled access to Bucks players, coaches, and the front office. The most recent episode with John Horst came out last Thursday. But let's talk to Jen Latta about her behind the Bucks interviews and her storytelling and ask her if she considers herself more of an Oprah Winfrey or a Barbara Walters, which I believe is your question. It is, yep. Jennifer, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I am headed to the four-year-old school to pick her up from her half day, so this is perfect timing. Excited to chat with you guys. Uh, Tausch has a question for you before we discuss Bucks Plus. All right, Jen. So we love your features that you do on college game day. You get people teared up. 
Are you if you had to look and you've had role models that you've looked at, Oprah or Barbara? Who do you who would you say you're more I guess if you were crafting it, who would you say you're more similar to? That's a really interesting question. I took a interview course at ESPN years ago when I was first getting started there and kind of trying to find my way. Um, and uh, John Swatsky was the name of the gentleman who mm-hmm. did the interview course. And he would crush Barbara Walters for her question and her interview skills because she asked a lot of yes, no questions. Mm-hmm. She would insert information into the question, kind of leading questions. Mm-hmm. And so in that interview um, seminar that I took, he was saying, don't be like Barbara Walters, which is crazy because she had such an incredible career. But he was saying simply from an interview question standpoint, if the goal is to get the interviewee to answer, you know, the best, best way, do not do what Barbara Walters did. So I got to go with Oprah by okay. default, dude. Like- All right. <laughs> That's good. What did, uh, Jen, what did Schlotsky have to say about, uh, like, Wildy's line of question where you go three, four minutes and the interviewee is looking at it like, oh, boy, when is he going to get to the question? What, what would Schlotsky have to say about that? <laughs> Schlotsky. Like Love is deli. Delis. Yeah, good <laughs> sandwiches. The interview seminar didn't work out for him too well, so he had to go the uh, the uh, meats route uh, way. No, uh, I I don't know. I think that that works for Jason. I think Jason is sure. always very um, conscious of putting all of the information out there so that someone can't attach themselves to that information. Um, basically, it's like we know all of these things, and here are all of the caveats. So I'm not giving you an easy out or an exit ramp because I don't want you to address those things, right? Human nature is to take the path of least resistance, especially in answering questions. And I think Jason does a really good job of sort of taking away those alleys so that people can't just escape. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, By the way, the difference between uh, the TV interviews that you reference and what I do is I don't the idea of my questions are not meant to be broadcast. I understand the Packers post the live video of our press conferences, but I only want the answers. It's all digi, baby. I only want the answers. When Jen is doing like the piece she did on the former Oregon player who died, I, that made me cry. The uh, jump around didn't make me cry necessarily, but it was fascinating and it was really cool. And I was glad she didn't put you in it at all. Uh, it was really well done, but she actually, they show her asking the question in some of these interviews. And so they need to be good. Because that's part of the equation. Speaking of you asking questions, tell us about what you've got going on with Behind the Bucks and the interviews and the storytelling you've been doing for that portion of Bucks Plus. So we're doing Behind the Bucks. It's presented by Gallagher. And we dropped the first two episodes of that today. And that is in conjunction with, it's kind of an accompaniment piece to Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, which is a documentary that was released on Prime Video yesterday, which is super exciting. It's a full-length feature documentary. And it happened to be directed and produced by one of my very good friends from ESPN, Kristen Lapis. She's a superstar in the space. The first interview, or the first story I ever did, rather, on game day was with Kristen. She really taught me the ropes. She explained to me how to know 
what follows the thread of a story and what deviates from it and how you can get super attached to certain elements of a story or a certain answer by somebody. But if it doesn't further along the piece, it has to end up on the cutting room floor and you know, just kind of like how judicious you have to be with that process. So her and I have been friends for about eight years. Her career has just skyrocketed. She works for Words and Pictures and she got very close with the Antetokounmpo family, which is no small task, by the way. Jason, you know how hard it can be to develop a rapport with these athletes. Then there, you have the superstar athletes who are in their own galaxy, and there might be a bit of a distrust or a mistrust element mm-hmm. in there. And so mm-hmm. Kristen did a remarkable job of gaining Giannis's trust, gaining the trust of his family. She's a Greek-American, so it was like very... Um, connected to her roots as well. And her father is Steve Lapis, who a lot of people know from college basketball. He's an analyst, but he's a longtime college basketball coach. Mm-hmm. So this is really the marriage for her of two very significant loves of hers, her Greek-American heritage and her love of basketball. So she worked for two years with Giannis and his family traveling back and forth to Greece. You know, she's a mom of two, so she was very pregnant this last time when she was doing uh, a lot of her interviews here in Milwaukee. And so it's just the first pod that we did was just kind of how she got the story, what attracted her to the story, the art of storytelling, um, how she got Giannis to talk about how he almost walked away from basketball very recently. And I'll let you watch the documentary or listen to the podcast to understand why he was in that position. But just a really interesting conversation about what it takes to make a full-length feature documentary on someone's life, someone who people know a lot about. And, and the challenge to still unearth new information. And um, I hope people are excited about that. And then secondly, we talked to Connor Shell, who happens to be Kristen's boss. He is the CEO of Words and Pictures. He was at ESPN for a very long time, was my immediate boss for a stretch, before he decided he didn't want to deal with the ins and outs and the day-to-day operation of running a television network. He wanted to make movies. And he did an exceptional job of that when he was at ESPN. He produced The Last Dance. OJ made in America. He was responsible for 30 for 30. So if you're at all interested in storytelling in that space, he's the guy who was responsible Mm -hmm. for all of that. And so he is putting incredible content out into the space. And Giannis, the marvelous journey is just the latest. Yeah. uh, We all talk about the last dance, obviously. And Sydney and I watched that together during the pandemic and she loved it. And she learned some new words that she'd only heard Polly use on occasion and not heard me use. But the OJ made in America is unbelievably good too. Obviously it's a much heavier subject matter, but wow, that, the level of quality that those two then must be bringing to the Giannis documentary is outstanding. So you talked with both of them for parts one and two of Behind the Bucks? That's correct. And now what do we have coming up for parts three and part four, with part three coming out on Wednesday and part four coming out on Thursday? Yeah, part three is a deeper dive into Giannis's first six months in Milwaukee. I mean, you'd heard stories of, you know, some of the challenges he was facing, how he was sending all of his money back to his family in Greece, and how every day he was knocking on the Buck Brass's door saying, when is my family going to be here? So the documentary did a really good job of, of diving into that as well and just talking about how it really was so excruciating for Giannis to be here in the United States. You know, as lovely and welcoming as the Milwaukee people are, you know, he, he missed the people he had grown up with, who he lived with. And so 
Um, it kind of talks about that stretch. And then the part four, we sit down with Thanasis Antetokounmpo, um, and he reacts. He's watching the documentary and reacting to parts where they're talking about their childhood, they're talking about their upbringing. You know, this was brought to the forefront uh, again when Giannis showed his shoes that he wore in the All-Star game, which were, you know, the Thanasis Thanks for Sharing, a story that is well known about the boys sharing shoes when they would work out and play basketball because they could only afford one pair of shoes. Well, we're super excited about Bucks Plus, which has now been launched and more parts are going to. I am curious, though, because I took a lot of grief on this show. And I am going to watch the documentary on Prime. Um, luckily, it's not on Peacock. Um, but I took a lot of grief. Did you watch the Disney acted story it's not a documentary it's a dramatic interpretation of Giannis's uh journey and did you like it because I liked it and I was roundly criticized on this program by my compatriots yes it's called rise and yes it is the the, it's a disneyfied version of Giannis's story so I think we, we have to go into every sort of movie like that knowing that there are going to be Disney elements to it, right? There's going to be Mm -hmm. some uh, exaggeration of certain situations. And we obviously can never do that in the feature space. You know, that's obviously that would go against all of our journalistic integrity. But if you go into it recognizing that some of it is going to be um, embellished, um, I think it was wonderful. I think it was aimed for a younger audience. You know, my girls are six and four, maybe still a little bit older aged kids. But mm-hmm. I thought it was really great. I, I, I also enjoyed it, but I knew what it was. Um, there's a movie on Disney Plus as well. You've probably seen it, uh, Jason, called Safety. And it was the story of mm-hmm. a Johnson, I think, I think he was a defensive back, who yep. had to take in his younger brother. And, and that story we had told on game day years ago, not myself, but other reporters. And so it was very similar to that. But certainly there were variances. Certainly there were some fabricated, you know, interactions and whatnot just to kind of drive some of the points home. Um, But that's why I love what I do so much is because we get to take the real stories and talk to the real people and their families. And then, you know, sometimes you don't need to fictionalize things because what has actually occurred is just so incredible and fascinating and inspiring. Yeah, Yeah, I love safety. Uh, Safety was great. terrific. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think Rise was great. Well, I was... I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed that they didn't inject some sort of uh, wacky sidekick like Mushu or Olaf, Timon and Pumbaa, because that's really what I'm looking for from a Disney film, where the, yeah. the wisecracking that maybe sidekick. Uh, that maybe would have uh, freshened it up. Jen, so with the time that you've spent and the hours that you put into this, what did you, is there anything that you learned, without giving anything away, so people will go and, and listen or watch, Anything you learned about Giannis that was like, whoa? I mean, I think most people were unaware that he seriously considered walking away from basketball within the last few years. Um, You know, and if you follow the timeline, again, not to get too into the story, I don't want to ruin it for those who want to watch the documentary, but that was shortly after his father had passed away suddenly. And that element of the story, having gone through something similar myself in the last few years where my dad passed away suddenly, I was very conscious, guys, of needing to manage my grief and not think that I could just go on and do the things I was doing at a high level and that something wouldn't suffer. And it's interesting how, and some of it is cultural and some of it is gender specific, um, you know, men versus women and how we manage emotions at times. But um, Giannis goes pretty deep into his need to 
uh, one, acknowledge the grief, and then two, figure out how he was going to navigate the rest of his life with this loss. And so that was really powerful. As somebody who is kind of like uh, in the mental health space and always kind of promoting these stories of how important it is to pay attention to your mental health, uh, Giannis became quite an advocate for that in this story. So that was the thing I walked away from um, where I was most touched by the story. Jen, thanks for your insights. I'll talk to you later this week on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy when we should power rank Disney sidekicks. I feel like I didn't give enough love uh, to Raja and Sebastian. And I kind of miss Zazu. Jen's list, too. Jen used to throw out those lists all the time. I was always intrigued <laughs> by those. And sometimes I'll text her, like, what do you think of this? And uh, I think we, now that the offseason's hit. Yes, very good point. I appreciate you reminding me of that. Uh, Jason, very quickly, did you see the new Disney movie, Wish, yet? I have not. So there's a new sidekick, Valentino. By the way, it's voiced by Alan Tudyk or Tudyk, and he does all of the voices. Like, if you were to Google him, you would be a, you'd be blown away by how many voices in Disney movies or in other films. Oh, you know who he is? He's Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. That's the actor. And he's oh. a voice guy. And, uh, he, so, he's, oh so he's got a lot in common with Tausch. <laughs> and he does the voice of the sidekick in the new movie Wish, and he's very funny. Like, there's a line me and my girls always say to each other, which is, my butt found it, which is from the film. <laughs> there you All go. Right, without context, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. All right, see you guys. Uh, that is our friend Jen Latta. Uh, telling us more about Bucks Plus, which has launched. You can find all the information. Uh, Jesse, you just go to nba.com slash Bucks slash plus, and you'll find everything you need, right? Yep, it's even easier than that. Bucks.com slash plus. That's the easiest way to find all the material. Is plus spelled, or is it just plus? P-L-U-S, yeah. It's a four-letter word. It's actually an acronym. For what? I don't know. (laughs) You can't say that and then not do it. I wasn't prepared. I just wanted to make. How the about joke. that, Barbara? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Huh? I don't want to. I'm not going to bring any more Barbara up. I was just going to ask: Is that should we pull? Was she overrated? I'm no, not going to get down there. We're, no, we're not, we're not. I know. You know who's not overrated? I do. Gina Bella. Pella windows Great and doors. Great deal at Pella windows and doors going on right now. You got a couple days left. Three or four days. Outstanding deal. Zero percent interest for sixty months. You have until February 23rd. No down payment, no interest, no payments for up to 18 months as well. Imagine having those beautiful Pella windows and doors installed, but not having to make a single payment on them for a year and a half. Take advantage because this deal at Pella only lasts until Feb 23. Pella's expert team installs year-round, and they will customize your new window or door to match your home's unique decor. Visit PellaWI.com today to learn more. The more or less... Projection for Tausch telling us about prize picks at some point in the next segment is 0.5. I'm taking the more. We'll talk about a little bit more of that next. It's Wilde and Tausch.